0: welcome thanks for being here this morning so glad that we can spend this time together we appreciate you inviting us Mm -hmm. into your homes and look forward to an opportunity to look again at the words of Jesus so for some time we've been in the Mm -hmm. series on the words of Jesus and um, today we are kind of continuing that but we've got a three-part little series here in John 10, Jesus is going to say, I am the good shepherd. But he's building on a long tradition of mm-hmm. the idea of a shepherd in Israelite culture. Um, in uh, Psalm 23, David speaks of a shepherd. Uh, in Ezekiel 34, he prophesies about the shepherds mm-hmm. of Israel. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to look at Jesus as that good shepherd uh, who is our guide, our companion, and our hosts. Today we explore Jesus, the Good Shepherd, who is our guide.
1: And I can really appreciate um, the, the concept of a guide. For my high school graduation present, my parents sent me to Italy for a month by myself. And, and I know that sounds crazy, but my parents lived in Italy for 13 years um, prior to that. And so they knew just tons of people and they moved around. So they knew people all over Italy. And so what they did is they planned this trip for me, and uh, they had me staying at a friend's house, one of their friends, um, in every city that I went to. And some of these people I had met before, some of them I hadn't met, but they they knew my parents. And it was just this incredible experience, me as an 18-year-old, never really been out on my own, traveling Italy. But part of what made that experience so good is that I had built-in local guides at every single city when I would would reach someone's home where I was staying at they would they would talk to me about the the city and what there was to see they would show me all the touristy places but then they're like you know you can't leave here without going to this specific restaurant maybe it's known for like this is where the locals go to eat pasta or to eat pizza or my favorite gelato um this is where you need to go and so it was an amazing experience because I had such, such amazing guides.
0: Yeah. You know, in every aspect of life, we need guides. We need mm-hmm. people to walk with us. And in a moment, we'll be in John 10, where Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and I guide you. But we're going to start today in Psalm 23, a fairly familiar psalm, a beautiful psalm written by David. And he says in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake.
1: So the shepherd in Israel was a type of guide. Uh, The shepherd guided the sheep. And and it's interesting to think about Israel's geography. It was a very arid, uh, desert-like terrain um i actually watched a video of of a guide showing um the the terrain of israel and in the video they showed modern day shepherds guiding the sheep Mm -hmm. across the hills and to be honest um it wasn't that unfamiliar because it could have been the tri-cities just a little more hilly and a little less sagebrush it it could have been the Tri-Cities, a lot of sand, a lot of rocks. And so the shepherd's job was to guide the flock um, through the countryside in order for them to find enough grass to eat and water to drink.
0: Yeah. And so um, David here in the psalm, he says, uh, since the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Mm. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this phrase this week. When's the last time you've been able to say I lack nothing. You know, we live in such a consumeristic culture that there's always that next I thing. always
1: want one more thing. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: always that next thing that we're wanting and we're watching our friends and neighbors and our social media mm-hmm. feed and there's always something more that we think we need. I've got a list on Amazon of my Wish needs. Wishlist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we, we're we always looking for something more and yet David, a man who experienced incredibly challenging things in life, he was the youngest son. Um, he was left out in the fields where well his family and his brothers uh, experienced privilege. Uh, Later in life he would be pursued by the king of Israel, um, armies trying to take his life. And this man who had Mm -hmm. experienced both poverty and danger and became king and wealth, he says, "I, I, I lack Nothing and I just want to know a little bit more of that perspective when I was in Peru uh, Years ago, I met some incredible people and as we would travel out into the more remote regions in Peru We would enter these homes people that owned virtually Nothing Mm -hmm. and it was in that place that I heard people expressing this idea We have what we need God is good and we have mm-hmm. what we need. We lack nothing. Um, so, so David reminds me today um, of of a mindset change mm-hmm. in which we say, "Sure, there might be things that we're wanting, but I am not lacking. God is my shepherd, mm-hmm. and I and I lack nothing."
1: I love that. And David continues in verse two and three, and he says, he, God, makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. And so in this analogy, God is the shepherd and and God's people, David in this case, are are the sheep. And God provides for his sheep. So first of all, you have the nourishment, the food that they need, the grass that the sheep need to eat. And and also, I think we can look at this as a spiritual nourishment as well. I mean, the journey is hard. Life Life is hard sometimes, a lot of the times. And we need nourishment so that we can walk this journey without being depleted. And also, God provides rest for his people. I love the imagery of He makes me lie down in green pastures or he leads me besides quiet waters. These are places of rest and God knows that we need rest. And as he provides nourishment and as he provides rest for us, this refreshes our souls. And our, when we don't speak a lot of our soul, um, our soul as used here is, is our inner being, um, who we are. Um, at our very core, and sometimes soul is even translated as our life. So so God refreshes our souls. He gives vitality to our life. When I imagine um, my walk with God, I, I don't think of myself as, as a sheep. I don't imagine myself. I don't know if you do, but I don't think of myself as a sheep. But I do imagine myself as walking with God on this journey. And I imagine... um being tired, being hot and sweaty and needing to rest and God leading me to a little mountain stream. We have a lot of mountain streams here in the Northwest, a little mountain stream and giving me food and drink and setting up a hammock in between two shade trees by the creek and saying, okay, it's time to eat and drink and it's time to rest. So this this really brings up imagery for me, um, Where the shepherd cares for the well-being of the sheep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in fact, David goes on to say that. He says, and God as my shepherd, he guides me along the right paths. Mm -hmm. He clarifies for his namesake that people would see and know his good deeds, that that people would come to know him through the way he is guiding and leading us. You know, David doesn't say he leads me on the easiest paths. Um, instead, he says, uh, he provides for me what I need. He, he leads me to those pastures and to that water. Um, I remember at 22, um, a man named Marty invited our young adult group to go backpacking. And weeks prior to our backpacking trip, he was working with us, ensuring we had the right gear. Uh, he he led us up this path up a mountain, and he literally brought us to streams <laughs> of water where he taught us how to use our filtration systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped us set up camp, and he taught me for the first time to fly fish um, on that trip. And uh, and I just remember, like, these are things that I wouldn't have known how to do. I wouldn't have been able to accomplish on my own. But as a guide, he taught me a new passion, a new hobby. He brought me to places that I never would have been before. And it's the same way with Jesus. He is leading us along the right paths.
1: As Micah mentioned earlier, we're going to go to John 10. And in John 10, Jesus speaks of how a shepherd interacts with his sheep. And he uh, describes a shepherd leading the sheep out of the sheep pen where they slept at night. And so I want to read a couple verses from John uh, 10, verses 3 and 4. They, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, the shepherd. So the gatekeeper opens the gate, and the sheep listen to the shepherd's voice. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And when he has brought out all he owns, he goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Mm -hmm. Jesus goes on to say they wouldn't follow a stranger because they wouldn't know his voice, but they know the shepherd's voice. I love this description for, for two reasons. First of all, the shepherd knows the sheep by name. So yes, the shepherd is concerned for the collective flock, but he's familiar with each individual unique sheep and he knows their name. And then I love the fact that the sheep learn the voice of the shepherd and they learn that in following that voice, they will find green pastures and they Mm -hmm. will find quiet the quiet waters that they need. And so they learn to recognize and to trust the shepherd's voice. I wonder, have you ever had a moment in which you heard the voice of God, and maybe it wasn't an audible voice, um, but maybe you felt the Holy Spirit speaking to you in in a nudge, or in a scripture, in a song, or in the voice of a friend speaking to you. As followers of Jesus, we have this incredible opportunity to listen to the voice of the Shepherd.
0: That is in John ten, as Jesus begins. Um- drawing upon this long-standing illustration of shepherds as leading the people, um, he uh, he's speaking in the beginning to the Pharisees. And he's saying, as the leaders of Israel, you have missed the mark. And again, he was not the first to say this. In fact, hundreds of years prior, Ezekiel had prophesied, uh, woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? Is it not the purpose of a shepherd to care for those that he is entrusted with? And uh, Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, you have missed the mark. You have missed your calling in in this time, in this nation.
1: And so Jesus continues in verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me. And I know my father and I lay down my life. For the sheep, So he's contrasting how he leads with how the Pharisees mm-hmm. were leading. He's saying, unlike those who lead without caring for you, I, Jesus, am a good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know my sheep, Jesus. And, and we're the sheep. The people of God are the sheep. And so you can read, we can read ourselves into this text where Jesus is saying, I know you. And also you're invited to know me. As the Good Shepherd and verse 15 is just mind-boggling for me so when Jesus after Jesus says I know my sheep and my sheep know me he, he specifies just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and here Jesus is bringing up the idea of the Trinity he's referring to the Trinity so God exists in community so there's God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, and three persons in one, one God. And there's this incredible beauty to the Trinity in how relational it is. There's also a lot of mystery to the Trinity. It's hard for me to understand um, and, and to, to fully understand that. But it helps me, and I hopefully it'll help help you to understand why God is called love. God is love because he exists in community, he exists in relationship. And here in this passage, Jesus is inviting us, the sheep, to know him as the Father knows him, and to know him as he knows the Father. He's inviting us into this experience mm-hmm. of love, this community, this relationship of love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So as we shift, uh, as, as we begin to transition towards the end, um, we always ask ourselves, you know, what, what does this mean? Like, how does this apply in the life of a follower of Jesus? And uh, in this text, first and foremost, I hear this. Jesus is to be our guide. That Jesus plays the lead role, and we live uh, we are we are very individualistic people uh, we uh, can do so much for ourselves, and we strive so hard to be independent, uh, but that is not the message mm-hmm. of this text; it is an invitation to relationship with Jesus, it is an invitation to learn to follow him and as As I reflect upon this idea of following Jesus, I recognize that it takes a lot of trust Mm -hmm. to place your life in someone else's hands. It takes a lot of trust uh, to learn to follow in the way that Jesus is describing here in John chapter 10. Um, But he is not only our guide. He is not only the lead in this relationship, but he is the good shepherd, Mm -hmm. the one who knows us and who cares deeply for us.
1: So as we look At John 10 and Psalm 23, we are invited today to follow Jesus as the Good Shepherd. We're invited to experience his care for us. We're invited to experience him leading us towards nourishment, leading us towards places of rest and refreshment for our lives. Friends, we know that life can be challenging And Bessie, I mean, just look at the last few months. Life can be hard, but there is such hope found in Jesus. We're invited to follow him, to know him, to be known by him. And in that, we experience his love for us. And we also get to live out his love and share that with others. It's a beautiful invitation.
0: Yeah. So this week... May we come to know Jesus as our guide. Mm-hmm. May we follow as He leads, and in following, may we... peace and provision that mm-hmm. can only be found in Him.
1: Let's pray, dear God. We thank you so much for who you are, Jesus. We thank you for being the great Shepherd. We thank you for your invitation to know you and be known by you, Lord. We ask that you would help us to walk with you, and Lord, that you would help us to share your love with others. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Hey, if you want to go a little bit deeper into this passage, we've been pitching a song each week. Um, and, uh, this is a song by Cutlass. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to Cutlass, what, 12, 15 years <laughs> it's kind ago? Kind of an
1: older song, yeah, actually. Yeah, a
0: little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Cutlass has a song named, uh, called Shepherd of My Soul. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're going to link it here for you if you want to listen to it. Uh, but it's going to go a little bit deeper, um, and, and narrate for us the words of Psalm 23, uh, the role that God plays in our lives.